This is Evan Wayne, and welcome to the Sports Weekly Podcast. In this episode, I'll be recording my 2022 NFL mock draft. The draft is there on Thursday. It'll be round one. No trades. I don't like doing trades just because sometimes it can be a little weird with, like, what picks they have to give up, stuff like that. Like, for example, if the Giants are trading with just, for example, Jacksonville, like, what if they have to give up both of their first and then Jacksonville? Like, what if they have to give up five and seven to get to number one? So I just don't like doing trades and stuff like that because it can get a little weird. But we got NFL mock draft. Draft is Thursday. Let's do this. Starting with the number one overall pick, we got Aiden Hutchinson defensive end from Michigan going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I mean, they're essentially starting over other than really at the quarterback position. They're basically starting over here. And I th- they invested last year in the offense in the draft and free agency this year. So I think now they got to start addressing the defense. I like Josh Allen. I think he's going to be really good. But I think you need to get someone to go pair with him. So I think Aiden Hutchinson is that guy to go with him. Had a dominant final season at Michigan with a Heisman finalist, which I don't think many people saw that. If you tell me you saw that coming, then you can clearly see the future. So I don't think anyone saw that coming. So I think he's the number one pick here. Like, if Jacks, if anybody but Jacksonville had the number one overall pick, then I would maybe say Trayvon Walker because there's not really a can't-miss quarterback prospect in this draft. So I think Aiden Hodgson is the number one pick here. Then at number two, I got Malik Willis going to the Lions. Now, some people might call me crazy for this, but Detroit, I think it is Willis because Jared Goff is not in their future plans regardless of what anyone says. Jared Goff is not in their plans past really this season. Like after next season, Jared Goff will not be a Detroit Lion. If he is, he'll be a backup because they will pick a quarterback either this year or next year. I think it's this year. I think Malik Willis is clearly the best quarterback in this draft. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm. He's got some really good mobility. And I think if Detroit, they develop him properly, I think they can. I think he'll be really good there for the Lions. Then at number three to Houston, I got Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon. If the if the draft was in August, then Kayvon Thibodeau is probably number one overall pick. But it is not, obviously. So I think that Thibodeau is number three here. I like Thibodeau more than some people do because, I mean, the talent is clearly there. The talent is very clearly there. It's just getting the most out of him. He's had some inconsistency issues, had some injury issues. But I think for Houston here, I think Houston will take anything they really can get. Then at number four, I got Trayvon Walker, defensive end from Georgia. I really like Walker there for the Jets. The Jets, if they take Walker, I would trust. If there's anyone to trust to develop him, I'd trust Robert Sala over anyone in the league to develop him. Because Robert Sala has a really good track record developing defensive linemen. Nick Bosa. I mean, I, I really like Trayvon Walker and Robert Sala. That feels like a great pairing. For those two. Then at number five to New York to the Giants, I got Ikem Okwanwu, offensive tackle, North Carolina State. The Giants, if they believe in Daniel Jones like they say they do, which, I mean, I get giving him another chance, but I don't know if he's the guy. I think they need to invest in the offensive line to try to prove that they really do believe in him like they say they do. Then at number six to Carolina, I got Evan Neal, tackle from Alabama. If the draft was in February, I'd say Evan Neal's number one overall pick. But obviously the draft's not in February. But Carolina, Carolina's in a weird spot. 
they could go many different ways. And a lot of that depends on Malik Willis. If Malik Willis falls to six, I think Carolina takes Malik Willis. At least that's just what I think. Because Sam Darnold's obvious he's not a starter. And anybody else in the roster, I don't think they're a starter. So I think, I'm assuming that since Willis is gone, I don't think Kenny, Kenny Pickett's not a top 15 pick. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not a top 15 pick. So I think Evan Neal's a really good pick here for Carolina just to – because they're not – Carolina's not going to be a good team next year. They're not going to be very good. So I think they wait till next year to pick the quarterback when the class is way better than this one is. Next year's quarterback class is going to be so much better than this one is. And then at seven to the Giants, I got Mod Sauce Gardner, cornerback Cincinnati. It took me a little bit to move him up to the number one corner in the class, but – I mean, he is now. Like, there's no arguing with me. Sauce Gardner is the clear-cut number one corner in this class. And I think the Giants, who let Logan Ryan, which is one of their better corners this season, walk in free agency, I think they need to address it. And I think Sauce Gardner here at number seven is the perfect guy to do that. Now, keep this stat in mind. He did not allow one touchdown in college. He didn't allow one, which is absolutely crazy. So I think Ahmad Sauce Gardner here for the Giants is the perfect pick. And then at eight, I got Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State, going to the Falcons. Garrett Wilson, I'm, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I think Atlanta, they're kind of in the same boat as Carolina is. They're sort of just waiting for next year to pull the trigger on, you know, the future starting quarterback. Because Matt Ryan is gone. They brought in Marcus Mariota, who, I mean, maybe he works out, but I don't think he will. Or I think he's mostly just a bridge option. So I think they take Garrett Wilson, let him get an NFL season under his belt before they really take the quarterback of the future, which I think if the Falcons are take Wilson here, I think they hope it'll be CJ Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio state. Then at nine to Seattle, I got Charles cross offensive tackle Mississippi state Seattle. I mean, they're almost in the same boat as um, Atlanta and Carolina are. They're sort of just waiting for next year to pull the trigger on that quarterback. Cause I don't, if Willis is gone, I think that they're going to wait to take the quarterback. Either that or they'll trade down. So I think Seattle, I think if they just want to – I mean, maybe Drew Locke is the future. Maybe he just needs to get out of Denver. I mean, maybe he is. I don't think he is. But if he is, then, yeah, you might you might as well try to protect him. I think Charles Cross is the best pass blocker in this draft. He's very, he's very talented, very forceful. I think Charles Cross, Seattle, is a match made in heaven for those two. And then at 10 to New York, I got Drake London, wide receiver, USC. Drake London is a very close second to Garrett Wilson in this draft class. The thing is with Drake London, it's the medical. He got hurt at the end of last season and ended up breaking his ankle. I think if the medical checks out cleanly, I still don't think he's the first receiver off the board. Would I be surprised if he is? No, but I don't think he is. But I think New York is more than happy to take him, put him alongside Zach Wilson, and those two will thrive together. And then at 11 to Washington, I got Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. Washington, I mean, I don't know if they think Carson Wentz is the future starter. I don't I don't know what to think of Washington, but I think if they do, then they're going to go receiver here, and I like Chris Olave. He's got a lot, he's got a lot more speed than I thought he did. He ran like a 4-3-40 at the combine. So I think Olave, you put him alongside Terry McLaurin, then there's no excuse for Carson Wentz. There's none. So I think... If they put Olave and McLaurin, I think as long as Wentz can get the ball to him, then they will be all right. 
Then at 12 to Minnesota, I got Kyle Hamilton, safety Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton is a top five talent that falls to 12-1 because the value of safeties isn't very high. Most teams aren't going to draft a safety in the top 10, unless it's top 15. But you mean, Kyle Hamilton, he's a really good player. It's just he's he's not very quick. I mean, unless his 40-yard unless his dash times are lying, which, I mean, it's possible. So, But I think Minnesota, I think they're going to pick someone in the secondary Harrison Smith getting up there in age. I think Kyle Hamilton is the perfect guy to replace him down the line, and Kyle Hamilton will start there next to him for a little while, and then once Harrison Smith retires, he will take that spot. Then at 13 to Houston, I got Jordan Davis, nose tackle Georgia. This dude is a freak of nature. He ran a sub-540 at 375 pounds. That's insane. Like, you don't see that. You don't see that every day. You don't see guys like that every day, in the nonetheless in college. Like Jordan Davis, I think Houston, I think that they're – I think you're going to need to see more out of Davis Mills this year. If he performs somewhat well given the situation he's in this year, I think then maybe he is your QB of the future. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he performs well, then, yeah, I think you need to give him a shot. But I don't know. I think this year they're going to go all defense, Thibodeau, and then Jordan Davis here at 13. And at 14 to Baltimore, I got Jermaine Johnson. Defensive end, Florida State. This dude is a stud. Okay, I was really big on him coming into the draft process. Then once everybody finally saw him there, senior bowl, proved me right. He had a great senior bowl, great combine, great pro day. This dude may slide into the bot, like end of the top 10. Maybe. I don't think he will. But I think there definitely is a chance. But I think Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore's in a little bit of a weird spot. They're going to extend Lamar Jackson, at least I think. Like, and then they may, I think they go receiver in the second round. I think that can wait. So this receiver class is not chocked full of first round talents like it was last year. Last year in 2020, those two wide receiver classes were stacked with first round talent. This one, not so much with first round talent, but a lot of really good like depth there at wide receiver. So I think Baltimore waits on the receiver, and they're more than happy to take Jermaine Johnson here. And then 15 for Philly. I got Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. Jamison Williams would be the first receiver off the board, again, if he did not get her in the national championship. He doesn't tear his ACL in the national championship. He is the first receiver off the board. There is no arguing that. I Jamison Williams, he's got 4-2 speed. He's got great hands, great deep third ability. You leave him on an island, that's a touchdown every time. At least nine times out of ten, that's a touchdown. Like, I don't care who your quarterback is. As long as he can throw the ball and gets it to Jamison Williams, that's a touchdown. So, I think Philly, I like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got a really good deep ball. You give him Jamison Williams, that's a match made in heaven. And then New Orleans at 16, I got Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. New Orleans is in a difficult spot. You don't. They got two first-round picks. They got another one in the trade with Philly. I think what I be now, if Malik Willis gets out of the top 10, gets out of the top 15, then New Orleans is not even hesitating. They're taking Malik Willis here regardless. So, I, But Trevor Penning, he is a little bit of a boom-bust guy. But I think if he's coached properly, then he can be a future All-Pro. So I think New Orleans, I think New Orleans is a good spot for him, though. And that's 17. To the Chargers, I got King Green, offensive guard, Texas A&M. The Chargers are ready to compete. 
They've built the defense up. They just need to get the offensive line down because everything else is perfect. They just need to get that offensive line fixed, which they're getting there. Corey Lindsley, Matt Filer, Rashawn Slater, they hit on last year in the draft. They just need to get a couple more things. If they can get that one last peach, I think Kenyon Green can be that guy, then this team is ready to win the Super Bowl. So I think the Chargers will go Kenyon Green here at 17. Then at 18 to Philly, I got Derek Stanley, corner from LSU. If Stanley could have gone out after his freshman year, he's a top 10 pick. But obviously he can't do that. So I'm at 18 here to Philly. Darius Slay's getting a little bit up there in age. I'm not saying he's old, but he's getting there. So I think Philly goes Derek Stingley here. As long as he can stay healthy and can fix some of the inconsistencies he has, I think Philadelphia will love Derek Stingley here at 18. Then at 19 in New Orleans, I got Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. Burks, depending on what some other teams do, he could either go in the top 15 or he could fall all the way to the second round. I don't think he's going in the second round, but it's entirely possible he could. So I think I think New Orleans, I think they're going to ride it out with Jameis another year. I mean, may, Jameis was having a really good year until he got hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, I think New Orleans makes the playoffs. So I, I think Jameis Winston is a guy here that can work for at least the short term. Maybe we'll, we'll see really without Sean Payton this year. We'll see what happens. But I do trust Jameis at least for now. And I think having Traylon Burks will help him out a lot. Then at 20 to Pittsburgh, I got Kenny Pickett, quarterback from Pitt. I mean, this is a perfect match. You can't argue this with me. From Pittsburgh, played at Pittsburgh, played in the same stadium. Mike Tomlin has seen this dude so much now. I mean, I don't think I need to go into detail on why this The only situation Kenny Pickett doesn't go here is if Malik Willis is there, which I don't think he's even going to get close. Which, I mean, Pittsburgh, maybe they move up to try to get Willis, but I don't know. I think they I think they're more than happy though with Kenny Pickett. And then at twenty one in New England, I got Nicobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia. I really like Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean, he is undersized, but I think he makes up for that with instincts and the way he plays. The way he plays is perfect, even though he's undersized. Like he's a decent middle of the field coverage linebacker. He can rush the pass or two there from the inside. So I think Nicobe Dean is a Absolutely perfect fit for New England and Bill Belichick. Like Devin Lloyd, you can make the argument is above him, but I think Nicobe Dean's better. And then at 22 to the Packers, I got Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Jahan Dotson is a guy that he's very undersized, not a great blocker. He's going to have to play in the slot a lot. He will have to be your slot receiver. So if Green Bay wants to get a true number one, they're going to have to move up. If they want to get a true number one, they'll have to move up to get it, which they have to do for strong picks, so they, they can do it, but I don't think they do here. But I think they are more than happy with John Dotson. Then at 23 to the Cardinals, I got George Karloftis, defensive end from Purdue. Karloftis had a, he had a bad year that's in 2020, but I'm not holding that against really any of these prospects. Like, because that was just such a messed up year, especially in the Big Ten where they, they were playing, and then they weren't playing, and then they were playing again. So it was just a weird year for that entire conference. But I think in the two years that he played the entire season, he was very dominant. So I think Arizona, they need to improve that defense. I They're in a weird spot, too, with the whole Kyler Murray situation. I don't think anything's going to really come out of it, but 
I think I think George Karloft is going to Arizona. Then at 24 to the Cowboys, I got Tyler Linderbaum, center from Iowa. Usually, interior alignment aren't first-round picks. There's, I have two, obviously, um, Kenny Green and Tyler Linderbaum. But those are the only two that I could see going even anywhere near the first round, or those two. And that's just because they're so talented and so big and so forceful in the run game that I think it's hard to not have both of them go in the first round. But I think Dallas, they've had a void at center since Travis Frederick retired. So I think Tyler Linderbaum fills that void very well. Then at Buffalo, I have Washington corner Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie is a guy that I think in the end, when it's all said and done for all these guys, he could be the best corner in the draft. Like if that happened, if you told me at the end of the day he was the best corner out of this draft class, I would not be shocked at all because he's very physical. He's he's like J.C. Horn from last year, except he's a lot more refined than J.C. Horn was last year. So I think McDuffie to Buffalo, that's a match made in heaven for Buffalo. Buffalo is so close to competing right now that I think that you give him Trent McDuffie, then I think I think it's a wrap for the AFC. And then Tennessee at 25, I got Tyler Smith's offensive tackle, Tulsa. Tennessee, they're in a weird spot too. I mean, Tannehill's going to be 35 next season. So, I mean... Some people are trying to argue they're going to get a quarterback. They're not going to get a quarterback. Like, I don't think Tennessee, I don't think they're ready to do that yet. I think they're going to try to ride it out one or two more years with Tannehill. Just see what happens. Like, like they got Derrick Henry, which Derrick Henry by himself gets you probably eight, nine wins. Just him on his own. So, I think Tennessee, I think they're going to invest in right now for at least another year. So, I think they're going to go Tyler Smith. Then Tampa at 27, Devontae White, defensive tackle from Georgia. Tampa Bay, you just need to go on a year-to-year basis when you have Tom Brady. Just go on a year-to-year basis, and if he retires, then you need to go with the quarterback. But until that day comes, you just go on a year-to-year basis, just try to get better every year. Then at 28 to Green Bay, I got Devin Lloyd, linebacker Utah. This is the steal of the first round right here. Devin Lloyd making it to 28 for Green Bay absolute steal. Ever since Blake Martinez left for New York, they've had a voided middle linebacker, and I think Devin Lloyd fills that perfectly. Then at 29 to Kansas City, I got Christian Watson, Marjorie from North Dakota State. Kansas City, now that Tyreek Hill is gone, they brought in Juju and they brought in Marcus Valdez-Scantling, but I just don't think those two are a number one receiver. Christian Watson has the potential to be a number one receiver. I'm a big Christian Watson guy. I think... You put him with Patrick Mahomes, wow. Like he could he really could be like a future all pro. You put him with Patrick Mahomes. Then at 30 for Kansas City. Again, I got Kyrie Elam, cornerback from Florida. Elam, he seems like a guy that you just don't know what you're gonna get with him. Like he's a decent tackler, decent in coverage, but that's just it. He's kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. But I think if you're Kansas City. Like Kansas City, they can take those kinds of gambles because they got such a great staff to develop him, and they're going to be competing right now. There's, st- regardless of what people say, they're still competing for championships right now, even though they're in the best division in football by a mile. They're still competing for championships right now. Now, thirty-one to Cincinnati, I got Zion Johnson, offensive tackle, Boston College. Now, Cincinnati, they're in a spot where 
they need to try to win now before they have to start coming into cap problems with all their guys like T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. You know, that 2020 and 2021 draft class, they have to try to win as much as they can before they have to start paying all those games, before they have to start paying all those guys. So I think Zion Johnson, the thing with Zion Johnson is he can play anywhere, center, guard, tackle. And that's what Cincinnati needs just based on what we saw in the playoffs there. Then at 32 to Detroit, I got George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia. George Pickens just screams of a guy that you put him and Malik Willis together. That's a match made in heaven. George Pickens, big dude, coming off an injury. So, I mean, that might scare some people. But I think Detroit, Detroit, you might as well just take a gamble on him. Like, you got nothing to lose. You're not going to be good for a couple of years. You won't be good for at least the next three to four years at the minimum. Like, I think you've got the head coach, and I think you found your GM. Now I just think they need to hit on their draft picks. And that is my 2022 NFL mock draft.